What's going on, everybody? This is episode six of the Young, Dumb, and Yoked. Today, we're back with my buddy, Trent Autry. Um, we recorded an episode before, and it didn't sound very good, so here Sounded we like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're recording again today. Um, you know, this is a big day. A uh, big day for Logan, especially. We have his one black friend here, and... <laughs> Two. Um, one of two. One of two, that's right. One's um, in, like, Virginia. Where oh, yeah. Chile. So, you just got back from a KKK rally that you had just went to. No, Tell me what that none, was of, like. none of that is true. None of that is true. Was there any, uh, who's that black guy that fucking infiltrated the KKK? Oh, uh, oh I, uh, were there any of those? He hates that guy. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? He hates that guy. No. Jesus. Jesus. This isn't the scary movie fucking four over here. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know what that means, but anyways, uh, yeah, so we're back with Trent. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what it was like with Butler, um, some of the things through football, and then obviously a big one is his business. Uh, Trent, uh, give me a little rundown, just like um, growing up with sports, like when did you, when did you really start seeing like, I'm good at this, like that's when you saw that you had potential to be good. That is a great question, to be honest. I started playing football when I was in, like, kindergarten. Yeah. So, like, super early. My uh, my older cousin was the owner of the Cowboys at the time, so he let me play up, like, maybe a grade or two. So I was playing with, yeah. um, I don't even know what fucking grade they start out at. Mm-hmm. What, what grade do they even start out at? Are you talking about the Wichita Cowboys? Yeah, or just, like, Little League football like, in general. Okay, you can start in, like, kindergarten now. Oh, like. But what back... is like the uh, like the entry grade? Oh, that was like uh, like fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. where I'm from. Shit. Yeah, it was Ours, later. Mine was third and fourth. You could start in third or fourth. But we also like we could we had to start later. But there was also like flag football shit that you could do. So yeah. that's yeah. what was different. Is you guys started probably way earlier than I, I did. started super early, man. But when I figured out I was you know pretty good at football, it was probably like fourth grade maybe yeah just because i didn't have a very good team i mean i had you know some family friends that played with me they were pretty good you know we basically took like shine shit yeah <laughs> we were pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah. at football so yeah i mean they're still i was good. like shit fuck it they're still good now you know i was at the i was at i was a different kind of kid so i never really wanted to be like on the good teams yeah i wanted to be like i wanted to be the good team yeah exactly so I kind of embraced that, and I don't know. But when I really figured out I was good, it was probably in high school. I was like, uh, I was like one of the probably the only kid in Heights or Kansas history to play for Team USA, like right. high school. So yeah, that opened the door for you know some kids at my high school. So for sure, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, I. Uh... I know we talked about this on the last one, but, like, I remember when you had committed to Butler and we were, like, I think Logan and I talked about how we, like, checking other people's highlight tapes. Mm-hmm. And, like, we came across you, and I was just like, dude, like, we get to play with this dude? Like, because, like, we come from, like, small towns where it's, like, the running backs are, you know, that's, like, that's Gary over there. That's not, we're just, he's yeah. he's okay. You know, he's going to run for maybe 50 yards a game, but, like, yeah. watching your highlights is, like, holy shit, like, we get to block for somebody that's crazy good. Right. And in retrospect, I was excited to have some actual fucking O-linemen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some guys that were over six foot to yeah. block for me, so. Yeah. That was that was definitely a change that I was, it took some getting used to, but it was a good, it was a good transition. For sure, that bro. Was awesome. So, like, uh, you, we talked about last time about the, high school you started working with like professional athletes like trainers and shit like that so like tell me some of the things that during that time that you figured out that was really good for you like maybe some exercises or some you know just the programming that they did for you that allowed you to be you uh my brother my uh trainer excuse me my trainer brian butler was uh he was different man he wasn't one of the kind of trainers that yelled at you or anything he kind of just had like expectations for you to you know right. get the fucking workout done mm-hmm. so i see him all over facebook yeah. he got one kid out of maze right now 
Yeah, that's that my family church. friend uh, Avery. His yeah. Well, I grew up with his brother uh, Anthony. Yeah, man, Avery's doing big things, man. He's probably he just got him. back from I think like a five day long recruiting trip, pretty much. Yeah, started down at like Florida. Real deal. Damn. Yeah, just started down in Florida, made his way along the Gulf, ended at like A and M or something, mm-hmm. and wow. then came back up. He's okay. definitely got every option at his at his fingertips. For yeah. Sure. That's what I'm saying. That's, you know, that's what we've been saying, too. Like, just even before this, like, Kansas has the talent. Yeah. They have the talent. They we just, just need don't the, get looked at. Yeah. No. We, Bro, we in high school, I averaged almost 10 yards a carry. Yeah. 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 I saw the tape. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. And I was one of the, well, one other guy, Matt Reed, before I did, was probably the only All-American in football to come through Heights. Right. I was the second. Yeah. That's on record. Yeah, I was that's the second, on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the second person in Heights history to go to be an All-American. But yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. Right. Yeah, man. Like, I I just think, uh, you know, like, talking about training and some of that stuff, um, it, was, it was such a big switch, like, I don't know, from going to high school coaches uh, to, like, go, then going to college coaches for mm-hmm. me. Because, like, I grew up in a town where it was just... Football was football. It wasn't like we loved... Like a religion like it is right. in some other places. Yeah. And, I mean, Texas. It, it, kind of, <laughs> it kind of was, but only just, like, Friday nights. The oh, training, okay. like, yeah. everything like that just wasn't it. And so, like, I sought out my own training, and I did all that myself. So, like... You're... Yeah, you're yeah. a fucking monster, no. man. Hey, if hey. you guys seen videos of Brett List, bro, I swear you would think it Especially was the like, videos he sends to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just this plain his white room yep. or yeah. garage That's just fucking, fucking throwing up thousands of pounds. That's he, all I need, dude. He fucking sent, he's like, hey, you want to watch me crush your dreams? And I was like, all right, how are you going to do that? And he's the, speaking about videos of, like, people before we came to Butler. Yeah. I saw this man under a squat rack before we got there, and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he literally will send me videos and be like, hey, I'm going to crush your dreams. And then he'll be deadlifting. And he'll be at the top. He'll scream, and then he goes, Logan, you're a fucking pussy. Fuck you, bitch. You'll never be stronger than me. <laughs> hey, that's All kind of, of fucking big dick energy you got to have. <laughs> yeah, Shit. He'll literally, he'll have, like, 600 plus on the bar and they'd be at the top of it just fucking all fucking muscled up and everything just yeah you're a fucking bitch bro was a tank before coming i just like i always i always think it's funny with logan that i that day i literally texted him i said hey what's your deadlift max and i all i felt proud of my deadlift max i'm not even shitting you all i did was i like went to the gym didn't even warm up like did maybe like Three plates, four plates, five, and then like his deadlift max, and then I left. And yeah. I just wanted to send him a video. Jeez. I'm petty like that though. So gotta keep loading. You gotta in this have place. some motivation like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm that. saying. But so like when we so like obviously uh, people from Butler know what Butler is and like oh, everything yeah. that's about. I actually, but... have on our fucking shirt from freshman year. Oh no shit! Yeah. Wow, look at that. You're still bro. holding up nice. <laughs> that second shirt they gave us is pretty. Shitty, but really, that was probably your guys' second year. I didn't, yeah. I didn't make it there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us did. No, hey, I got the shirt that said I made it. It's just oh, that black one, yeah, yeah. I lost that one, yeah. I think I was, I was told sh- I was gonna get my name on the back, like I had hip surgery and I didn't even get my name on the back. I think I was shacking somewhere and some bitch stole it from me, yeah. <laughs> had to <be> <laughs> yeah, that shirt's a lot. That, that original gray shirt's long gone. I don't yeah, know where man. that was. I'm lucky to even have Straight kept up. this one this long. Yeah, that might be worth something someday. I don't Maybe not. Probably, Probably not. But, dude, okay, so you were talking about your trainer and stuff like that. Um, so you're you a running back. So, like, training for running back and training for alignment, like, if you think that training should be the same for that, I, th- I think it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, oh, you would have man. to agree. Like, Bro. I'm going to put it this way. Just because I'm a running back and, you know, I've always shown love for my O-lineman. That shit's like poetry in motion, bro. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like an O-lineman, man. Right. Especially if an O-line, like, that's just moving cohesively as, like, one unit. And, yeah. Like, Doesn't have fucking, a fucking mole rat being thrown into the side of your As knees. my high yeah. school coach would say, just fucking war daddies, man. man. Yeah. They get the job done. Without, without O-lineman, that offense isn't shit, man. 
Yeah. And I was just fortunate enough to get giant motherfuckers like Logan in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That helps. It does, man, for sure. So, like, uh, on a day, okay, say, when did you work with your trainer, actually? Like, throughout high school and stuff, did you do weekends or? No, nah, I did during the week, weekends, shit. Sometimes twice a day, two, three times a day. Right. Uh, Primarily off-season training? Uh. Or were you, like, training on the side during, like, the season during the or season, spring I train ball? Pretty, pretty regularly, like, during the weekend. Right. Like, okay, just, yeah. You know, most mostly just shit to keep me, like, uh, you know, nimble. So, right. really, you were doing, so, like, on your weekends after games or something or on Sundays when we'd be off? It'd be a lot of, like, recovery work. Yeah, like stretching and abs, shit like that. Nothing too serious. So, like, what, uh, how do you feel about, you know, going from having a trainer all that time to then going to Butler where you have a new set of coaches and a new program? Like, how do you feel about that and how did it, did it make it better for you? Did it make it worse? Like, what's your thoughts behind that? Uh... To be honest, I I liked it just because it wasn't really too much of a difference from my trainer to, you know, college. Obviously, I'm training with, you know, a whole team in college, but right. the work workload, I guess, wasn't – it wasn't as much as my trainer, but it was something that I was used to. Yeah, yeah I for didn't, sure. So I didn't really have to get in shape for type type uh, shit. But, yeah, yeah, so you were prepared before yeah. going into it pretty much. Right. For sure. I think, I think that's another good point, like – if you really do want to take it to the next level, like, doing your own conditioning on the side, like, that's cool and all. But, like, get someone to train you, yeah. like, on the side. Like, not yeah. maybe not, like, strength or, like, speed per just se. football-related like, shit. Yeah, you know, just, like, you know. uh, form. Yeah. Like, remember when we had OTAs? Like, get someone outside before you go to college that can help run an OTA with you, kind of, like, take you through the techniques and what to expect. That way you're not going into it completely blind yeah. right i mean you get stuff from like camps and stuff like you'll pick up on some things but like i think it's really crucial like if you want to make an impression going into college any team like mm-hmm. show up in shape like oh yeah absolutely a lot of motherfuckers that yeah, showed up to bother that were oh my shape. god dropping like flies especially during Dehydrated the first week in the hospital yeah. all kind of shit county bro. fair yeah remember, uh, <laughs> what was that our second year i think you were gone i was gone like yeah. everyone Which, was i.e that guy is a great rapper now uh, is he tyler davis is a, he's nice i heard he, i heard he was my man's was in the hospital stiff as a board oh was yeah he? he had full yes. body like there was like 10 dudes that had full body fucking um spasms like Tyler Davis was, was just walking through the that's cap. when down south kids they thought they can come to little old Kansas yeah, uh-huh. yeah they don't yeah, realize like shit. yeah, yeah all right. it's hot down there but it is hot and fucking humid yeah. Yeah. here you don't play they learn that. real quick you know how many bottles of mustard and pickle juice we had on the sidelines yeah. oh my yeah. god not one remember, Kansas kid touched him not no. one I remember some of those guys just making a line on their index fingers just straight yeah. slurping that shit up cause they were Getting ready to cramp. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I definitely feel that, though. Like, it is a new kind of heat. It's different, man. Yeah, like, especially, like, southern Kansas and El Dorado. Like, it's and fucking the, hot. There's yeah. no trees. There's no, no shade oh, out being there. next to the fucking power plant, that <laughs> yeah. definitely gave off some heat. Yeah. For like, sure. you're telling me that giant-ass fucking plant that, oh, that yeah. makes fuel isn't going to give off some sort of heat. And, like, all the pollution that was coming off of that. The whole time. I'm surprised someone didn't grow, like, a third eye <laughs> or something. Bro, I just remember, like, at the end of the season, like, your lungs were hurting. Like, yeah, it's bro. just, like, felt like you, you smoked, were, like, ten packs a day. You were, like, conditioned, but at the same time, like, that air was just not clean. Yeah. It was just, like, I need to get the fuck out just of here. Maybe that's dusty. what made us so fucking good. Like, you know, the Broncos, they fucking train in Colorado. They could go anywhere. Yep. Maybe breathing shitty air and just get fucked. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know. It was it was crazy though. I think uh, you know. Let's like revert back to Butler a little bit. Um, so like your first year and then like our first years, like we didn't get much playing time. Like it, some did, some didn't. Like it was just that Shit, kind of I thing. didn't. Right, I didn't either. I, I mean, had like, a two hundred forty pound monster yeah. in front of me. Yeah, dude, <laughs> fucking Kobe, man. Him and Rock. Rock was yeah. a shifty dude too. For sure, he could literally at full speed cut, cut. on a dime. Yeah, I thought that was the easy ninety. Thing. 
And Easy McKinley now. was even better, man. Yeah, that shit. Oh, he yeah. he had full some speed out of long ass fucking <laughs> legs. Crazy. Shit made no sense. Yeah, he had long ass legs. Now I felt like he kind of gave away when he was cutting, but it didn't matter if he gave it away. Like he's gone yeah. all the way across the field already before you can even get. I your feet still to you. this day, Mac was the like. Those were like some of the nastiest cuts I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I. Re- there's not more. like one step cuts. He's like breaking all the way down, like full yeah. speed and just like. MG yeah. was kind of the same way. I thought, dude, six four plays for the Cowboys. I now. still doubt that Mike G has ever ran full speed. I know that I. I fucking, don't care if he's a pro or not. I fucking agree <laughs> Mike with G. If you hear this, I want to see you run full speed. Straight up, dude. A <laughs> hundred, not a forty, because yeah. I still feel like his his legs are way too fucking long. He needs like a hundred meter. Bro, he literally like when I watched him run the forty at the. The draft or the combine, I was like, that's not full speed. No. <laughs> like, I was, I was telling, uh, oh, who was I? Can't remember who I was telling, but I was watching the draft or the shit, the combine, and uh, I was like, he's gonna run like a four four, <laughs> like four three something. I saw like four five six, and I was like, bro, that's not he. Bro, speed up. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on with us all. I don't know if his agent told him like, hey, don't run super fast. We can get to a better team. I don't know what it was, but nah, dude, that man can move. Like yeah. a blur, just like I don't probably my height, maybe I think an inch game, taller. His game speed's totally different. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like next because he level. doesn't ever show it until he's in the game. Yeah, yeah. dude. Okay, man. Fucking keeping you, keeping Byron. you in, keeping you in the dark about his true speed. Yeah, yeah. Byron's a fucking jet too. Yeah, yes, just incredible. He was working with uh, Nelson Aguilar the other day. Really? Yeah, he put it on his uh, IG. He was he was doing drills with. Uh, Agalor. That's what's up. Do you yeah. think Byron's going to have him? So I think the Chiefs need to give him like a full chance. Like they need I think to this is his year to get a full. I, I think, think this so is his well. year. Is the Sammy Watkins still there? Nope. No, he's okay. gone. Yeah. So I, that's why I think this is going to be his year. Unless like give it another year or so because Tyreek Hill's contract's almost up, isn't it? He's almost free agent, isn't he? No, he'd sign an extension. They're going to um, resign that man. But like at the same time, I think they give Byron some reps, like something great's going to happen. Oh, they know. Yeah. He's one of those guys that the Chiefs are going to give him just enough to keep him there until yep. they start using him. Mm-hmm. Just because he's too valuable to let He is. Go. I could see him being like a, a Sherman-type player. Like Richard Sherman? Yeah. No, not a Richard Sherman. Uh, the Shermanator. Like, he just he just kind of stayed with the Chiefs. He liked it. Oh, yeah. He got good fucking money. He was ah. really good. Well, yeah. I mean, as Byron's a fullback, kind of that guy, I feel like he it, as a fullback, like stand. yeah, he got paid really well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like Byron's just gonna have he's gonna have a very good year, and I think the Chiefs are gonna be like, okay, it's time to like really take him seriously. Because I I agree, I think he's they see him as one of those players that's like we don't want to get rid of this guy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, no. you can't. if he goes to another team, he's gonna eat you alive. Yeah, yeah, and like Byron's good, like. He could be good enough to be like a number one wide right receiver in this league. Bishop, like know that for a fact. But I think the Chiefs, they're just they have so many weapons, bro. It's like how do you use all those people at the same time? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go off here real quick. So if you heard Trent yelling Bishop, introduce Bishop. Who is this guy? Yeah, we got a special guest. Well, I'm just I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> the real special guest is Bishop. Uh, he's my stud male, XL bully. Dude. Just picked him up from California last so weekend. Dude, nice. a giant, just a big boy. Big, he's, he's a big man. lover. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a sweetheart, and he is open for stud right now for the public. Yes, sir. <laughs> like mid September, and then we'll be closing them off. But he, uh, well, just a little bit ago, why he was calling Bishop is he crawled across a couch, and my wife is hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Five foot They're three. about the same weight. Yeah. <laughs> My wife weighs the same amount as this dog, and this dog is fucking massive. And Bishop's probably one of the smaller XLs that you'll see. Oh, nice. yeah. I'll never He's forget Bear Son, though. Your other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bear he was. Monster. That was like a double XL. Yeah. <laughs> that no thing cat, was fucking yeah. massive. So, like, talking about that, like, explain your business a little bit, because I don't think people really know what, you know, what you do. Like, don't obviously give away your secrets in the trades, but... Shit, I have no secrets, man. I just got in. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I can give secrets as far as, like, you know, getting in good with people, but... Yeah. 
no secret to it. But uh, Pure Stone Kennels, Kansas. I recently just joined a uh, my buddy Oliver out in Modesto, California. Pure, uh, Pure Stone Kennels. Uh, he's been around for a little bit now, but uh, I was gonna do my own thing as my you know my own kennel, but you know things not always go as planned with these. Right. Especially it's just females. another stepping stone. That's all you gotta look at it yeah. as. So you know I kind of had to put my dreams if you will on the back seat but right. I, I think it'll work out just fine just because oliver's a, he's a solid guy so. for sure yeah. bro now do any of the dogs you have like are any of these like offspring of hulk or bloodline of hulk so bear actually her grandpa um okay how do i put this so the hulk's dad yeah is bears like half Almost half brother, if that. So makes the bloodlines there. I mean, yeah. the bloodline to be so huge. Hulk's and dad was produced by Bear's great grand or great no grandpa. Okay, okay. So I he produced Keiko, which is her dad. He's like two hundred twenty-six pounds. Jesus. He's actually, yeah. He's actually the biggest bull in the world. Really? Yeah. Damn. I'll have to show you pictures. Holy shit! Yeah. That's that, and that's an all-muscle dog right there, like. Oh, he's a tank. Yeah, yeah. fit as as they say, fit as a fiddle. Like, yeah. dude's fucking massive. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, he's got bear paws on him. Right. Quite literally. literally. Yeah. So, like, yeah. your business, uh, you know, obviously, like, you think about it, and you're breeding, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're selling your litters. Like, what's the like? Is this something that someone could do like full time and not have a second? income to this or absolutely yeah i mean people are gonna have their bias opinions about it you know you're just selling for money but right anybody that's uh, saying that they don't breed for money is a fucking liar right you do anything you go to work for money right yeah for sure okay so it's definitely something you can i mean if you got the quality there and you know these puppies sell i mean not mine specifically but just in general they're selling anywhere from 2500 to 30 40, 000, bro. right so, yeah it's definitely there, you know. It's the market's available for yeah, sure. Yeah, for so. sure. I, are some of these like we see a lot of videos now on social media? Are these dogs like pulling dogs? Like they used to pull, or they still pull? Or so Bear's line, Ella's bloodline is actually bred specifically for pulling. So she has a couple of grandpas and great grandpas that are like ten uh, time pulling champions. Nice, and, like, and those are that's thousands of pounds they're pulling too. Oh, up to like twenty two, nineteen, twenty two thousand pounds. <laughs> Lord. I think our uh, great grandpa uh, Chevy Red Dog is a ten-time champion. I think he's maxed out at like nineteen or twenty thousand pounds. God, so crazy! Damn. Jesus Christ! So yeah, not all not all lines are bred anything specific, right. but I just so happen to have. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's a big stigma between like piss bullies, shit like that. Like, someone who works with them on a day-to-day basis like obviously we know that's totally incorrect but like uh from the stereotypes that you've heard and like all the misinformation like what are some of the things that like people say about them that are wrong um well first of all i'm sure you guys can see the difference between bishop and you know reesey or uh bear yeah the girls are more like bully style and he's more of like a pit bull style but Mm -hmm. um just like anything, man, there's going to be different style of dogs that what I like might not be what the next breeder wants to, you know, be their standard of right. whatever, but definitely, I took actually took him to auto, uh, Automobilia this weekend downtown and got a lot of actually great reactions from him. So, there are a couple people that I work with that were there, and I yeah. showed them pictures of Reese and Bishop being uh-huh. down there, like, oh my god. I remember them. Yeah. They're like, that's the biggest fucking dogs I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, they're fucking huge, but they are sweethearts. They're like, yeah. No, they were like yeah. absolute heaven. I definitely think we broke a lot of uh, those negative stereotypes this weekend, which is, honestly, that was, I couldn't have asked for a better weekend, man, because they, right. they, they got shown a lot of positive love. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Kids it come, laying on them and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. I think it just comes down to, like, what and you see. You, I got these two a weekend ago. Yeah. yeah. So they don't know me from Adam, man. That still blows my mind is that they're they're this good. Yeah. yeah. That, 
I, you can't ask for anything better, oh, honestly. Yeah. But like, like I was saying, like those negative stereotypes you see, that's like one percent. That's what's crazy is you just see. Do you get told the one percent, which is the bad part? But not everyone will sit and listen to the ninety-nine percent. That's good. Well, I think what people need to understand, and honestly, like practice is a lot of the, it's not the dog's fault 100 percent of the time it's if your dog's acting out of character or doing shit it's not supposed to do it's usually out of human error mm-hmm. um it's just you just got to be responsible owners man and that's i also think a lot of those negative stereotypes that come with the dogs also get put on the breeders right yeah people need to start i guess portraying projecting that responsibility on the owners um, I mean, because, you know, breeders, not all, do their part to, um, you know, protect their dogs as far as, like, where they're going and who they're going to. But, right. You know, at the end of the day, those people sign a contract, you know, that states, you know, whatever it states as far as care. And, uh, you know, if you're not able to care for them, you know, give them back, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, there's definitely some, a little bit more responsibility needs to be on, like, the people who are buying rather than. Right. The breeders who are actually, you know, doing the health test. Yeah. Doing the home checks, you know, all yeah. that sure. stuff. So, like, give me, uh, what would you say is, like, the best advice for somebody? Someone's going to buy your dog. Like, I, you, we, we know the work that you put into them, but what would you suggest to somebody looking to buy a dog from you? Like, how would you, how would you go about your day-to-day with them? Uh... First and foremost, just make sure that, you know, wherever you're staying, especially if you're renting, allows them there. Right. Because um, at the end of the day, it's, it's up to them. It's not your choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could always get them and, you know, try and change their mind and whatnot. But just be responsible. Make sure you're renting establishment or even if you own the home and, you know, just make sure it's a dog accessible and, you know, right. yeah. all that good stuff. Room to run around. Do you kind of pay attention to who is inquiring about your dogs, about yeah, your litter? I do like background checks and home yeah. checks. I like to get pictures and everything. So just your day-to-day life. Like I mean, that just makes you an even more responsible owner and, and breeder. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what a lot of people that just produce dogs to produce dogs, like nothing yeah. special about them, like, I feel like no matter what kind of dog it is, no matter where it's at, if it's a mixed breed, if it's a purebred breed, like do do checks, like check up. That way you know like that dog's going somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, like I think a lot of times it's the environment with dogs. 100%. Like a good home environment is great for a dog. It's like the same thing with a kid. Yeah. Right? Like so, mom I'm, and dad fight too much. Kid's gonna be resentful. Yeah, and but if the mom, mom and dad are fighting, the dog's gonna get all riled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. So like these dogs, like what's the exercise regimen for them? Like just Shit. getting them tired. I walk these motherfuckers twice a day. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, didn't you walk Reese at like five a.m. this morning? Yeah, I, I usually try and walk him before I go to work, and then you know after the sun goes down, it's nice and cool. Right. Or at least a little bit cooler where they can withstand it. But. Now, do you have to take one at a time because of the sheer size? I know I know you have two more, and I know that one can, like, be off leash because they don't really run away, I'm, I'm uh, guessing. They all can, but especially my bastard hounds, they go fucking their ears get glued on sometimes, mm-hmm. so I gotta get in their ass, but I, I don't like letting them off leash, especially just walking because you never know, man. Yeah. You don't like every person you see or meet or walk past. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Same thing with the dogs. Yeah, I'd rather just not put them in a bad situation rather than Absolutely. just expecting them to listen to me or something. Yeah, so. yeah. But I just walk them twice a day, man. There's nothing special to it. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and say I hook fucking weights to my dogs and <laughs> yeah. all that shit. They're just yeah. I do sell you, pet home dog like. Dogs, do you keep so. their diet pretty strict? Uh yeah, we usually do. Uh, I usually feed just raw diet bishop. I usually just do raw diet just because that's what dogs are used to eating. They got canines for a reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kibble is perfectly fine too, man. But right now they're all on kibble just because I got fucking five of them at home. So yeah. yeah. Ready to, just waiting to get my feet back under me and start feeding them 
you know, raw again. Get For a, sure. Now, when you first had Bear, I know you started out on kibble. Yeah. When you put her over to a raw diet, did you see any, like, changes, like, in her, like, stature, her build, how she acted? Uh, yeah. Well, just me speaking as a breeder, when you feed dogs kibble and you notice your dog is, like, even little dogs will shit fucking mountains. Yeah. That's just because the, the food's not being processed how it should. Right. And even if you switch your dog to, you know, raw food, you'll notice her poop is more pellets, small. A lot of that food is being, you know, digested more. Yeah, right. She's getting all her nutrients. Yeah, that all she that really nutrients needs. is actually getting, you know, fuel in her rather than just fucking coming out. It's like us hand. eating steak versus McDonald's. Yeah, salads. That's a great, that's actually a great comparison. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> McDonald's runs through me in like twenty minutes. Yeah, but. it's like as soon as I eat it, it's like I need to be a, yeah. near a bathroom. I'm dinner, I gotta eat it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you feel sh- like shit the next day. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like you can definitely. I mean you are what you eat too. Like that's one of the mm-hmm. big things and stuff like that. Like it- same with dogs. If you feed them fucking. Purina puppy chow, they're gonna look like Purina puppy chow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that's okay. A lot of the time, the dog's genetics will take over at that point, which, uh-huh. but still, it, it only adds insult to injury if you're feeding them shitty food. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, no, it's it's key and like, so having multiple dogs in your home, like. What are some of the things that you've learned just, like, on how to deal with a lot of the... I mean, like, your dogs are different than everybody else's dogs. Like, definitely, there's no comparison between that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they're, they're dogs. Like, each of them have, like, similar characteristics. Different breeds have different characteristics. But what are some of the things that you do? Uh, I mean, as far as exercise go, I know it calms them down and gets mm-hmm. them relaxed. But are there any... Like things that you do that help the situation? Um, not really, to be honest. Like my dogs don't get treats like all like other dogs. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't get them, I just don't. I don't buy them very often. It's almost like junk food. Yeah, but you. I don't know. You can get dogs to listen. Some dogs are like food driven, like Millie. I can get her to listen with a treat. But mm, I sounds just, like my dog. I just yeah. don't buy treats like that. So right. I'm kind of. I'm more vocal with my dogs. Yeah. Um, nothing. Like I said, really nothing special, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all just. Luckily, like four of the, four of the five are all old, pretty much old. So they. They got a grip of it now, like how how I am in the house or just outside of the house. So they get a feel for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, what's your experience like just training dogs? Like, from, do you, have you ever trained one from a puppy all the way up? So, Moose and Millie are the only two dogs that I currently have that I've raised myself. Right. The way that I want to. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I sound like the most boring breeder pod like possible but just i spend so much time with my dogs that they just kind of they're kind of used to how things are like at the house like right come in the house sit the fuck down somewhere yeah you're just you go outside do whatever leader. you want bro just don't dig yeah yeah, yeah. exactly That's it. so uh, they pretty much understand that yeah now do like any of your dogs do they have trouble like with digging and shit like that bear likes to dig bear does <laughs> okay yeah. So like, She's been trying to get through these little chihuahuas next door for the past, like, three months. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so, like, what do you do to stop that? Just be outside. Just be outside really, with them. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't usually let my dogs, like, I mean, I'll let them run around and whatnot, but if I can't see them, like, out the glass door, I'll go out there and just check on them. Right. Usually she's either laying in the fucking hole or digging it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like going, uh, I think let's let's kind of revert to um, let's re- revert to some of the things we talked about before. Um, I know that you said on the last podcast that you had an idea for like an all women's gym. Oh yeah. Um, so tell me the backstory behind that. Like maybe why you thought that was a good idea. And it's not to say that it's not, but why do you feel like that would be something that you know a lot of people could benefit from? Mm. I think it's just a weird time in, in 
I guess just the world in general. I wouldn't even say the U.S. Just right. the people. Yeah. Especially women feel uncomfortable, and we got a bunch of crazy worse. motherfuckers running around. And yeah. Dudes are creeps. We'll just yeah, put it that way. For sure. And even me, just being a normal guy that isn't a creep, you, you peep that stuff. Yeah, all the time. People staring and whatnot, or just girls. Yeah. You don't even have to be a creep, and no. people probably think you're a creep. Like, it's impossible for it. a woman to go to the gym, just do her workout without getting stared at, or like right. stared at, talked uh, to. Yeah. I got my headphones on, bro. Like, yeah. leave me the fuck alone. Bro. For sure. <laughs> so, like, uh, this isn't the club; it's the gym. Yeah. Get your fucking work in and yeah. leave. Exactly. You're not there to pick up chicks. Take the fucking sweatpants like, off. Dudes and don't do even some have legs. the decency to be like, "Hey, ma'am, I know you're working out." Yeah, please get your number and just carry on. I can't yeah, even do that. Something simple like that. But I don't know. Like, I work at a gym and I see that all the time. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of just, you know, like, people our age and, like, I think any guy. Like, there's a lot of just creeps out there that they go in there. They want to work out, but they also, they would like to work out at a place that has attractive women. Yeah. That's one of their stipulations for having a gym, whereas, like. Well, we nine rather, times out of ten, you know there's going to be attractive women at the gym. So for sure. That's motivation enough to go. So Right. I mean, I mean at least they me, got out of the house and did something. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. But it's like, like Logan and I, we would rather have something like more secluded where it's Personal. Like, yeah. Private. Yeah. Almost like a, yeah, a private gym in some way. Like you yeah. have some gyms here in Wichita that are invite only. Yeah. Plus, it's it would make it makes sense to me that you know a woman working around or working out around other women would feel more motivated to. For sure, work I out. will say women do bring other women up better yeah. than us men do to each other. One hundred percent, very true. One hundred percent, yeah. Because like I I know the kind of person that I am. If like I don't know you, like I'm not talking to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not saying like you asked me to spot you. I'll spot you, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's not that I don't like people. It's just like I have a certain circle that I'm comfortable with, and I'm like I'm not looking to add motherfuckers to this. No. Like you could be super cool, but at the end of the day, like. I feel like my friends bring me value in my life, and yeah. so like if I'm, why would I search elsewhere for you know f- potential fake friends, things like that? And we're too fucking old for that, bro. If you're still trying to find friends at this age, yeah, give up. Just, <laughs> just give up. Bro. I yeah. like that. I mean, not that finding new friends at this age is bad or anything, but right, you should at least know someone's intentions by this. For this sure. Thing. Yeah, bro. And, like, I think that's one of the things, like, we've been friends for so long that it's, like, we know, like, dude, like, the last time we we were talking on the podcast, it was, like, we don't have to, like, hit each other up every single no. day. It's, like, we know we're solid. Like, I can call you and be, like, hey, you want to hang out? We're going to hang out. Like, it's, yeah. it's just, it's simple like that. So. And what's what's nice is, you know, we're so close and we're adults. Like, we're, we're grown. Hmm. We got our own shit we got to do. Yeah. So it's like we all know each other's each other we're all busy pretty much. Each one of us is busy. So it's not like uh we asked to hang out, but even if you say you can't hang out, like we're not it's gonna get butt hurt about yeah. it. No. Yeah, nothing's personal, like everyone's got their own thing going on. Right. I think like I don't know, friendships between like men and then friendships between women are so it's different. Very different. Because it's like we could meet each other, be really good friends, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no drama. But then, like, girls get into it, like, there's drama. And, like, even after being friends for eight years, they still have drama. It's like, what's going on? Or if they on? haven't seen each other for a while, they're kind of just, like, awkward. Yeah. If anything, like, if we haven't seen each other for, like, a while and we, like, finally get together, it's, like, yeah. that much more fun. I know. That's yeah. the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, I know the next time that I'm going to be able to see Chili, like, I'm going to be super excited. Because <laughs> I haven't seen this fucking guy in I'm years. I'm getting him fucking hammered. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> or we might have to <laughs> pull up in uh, the Lexus again. Yes, oh, sir. Shit. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> shit. He wasn't with us. I, I know, know about but that it, shit was gnarly. <sighs> yeah, that was... Yeah. yeah. I'll say that was, that was a night. Shout out sure. to Butler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Butler, like... I just remember, like, we had so many weird moments. Like, so many, like... I wouldn't say weird, like, they were bad, but it was just, like, so unique that I've never had, like, situations mm-hmm. I've been in like that, but at any other place. I think that's what sports just brings you. Or just college anyway. in general. I feel like it just... You have different relationships with people you went to, like, college yeah. with versus, like, childhood friends. A hundred percent. Like, I talk to my college friends way more than I talk to my high school <laughs> friends. It's like, I spent more time with you, but, yeah. like, 
these people are like so much better people. Like, <laughs> so, like, I know that I'm gonna like have a good time every time I see you. Hell like, yeah. Yeah. dude, it's then that's what I love too. That's funny. I love my high school friends, but it's just a different dynamic. A hundred percent. I gotta say, I was pretty fortunate with my high school friends because I can talk to same. them pretty yeah. much the same way I talk to y'all guys. Yeah, like they, it's, it's kind of the same wavelength. I mean, they all went to college or they were in the military, so I mean they. They understand the locker room talk, yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. And I think that's what a lot of it revolves around now, like how we talk to each other. Yeah, it, it's completely different than how we would talk to somebody that wasn't in sports. And also, we're doing differently. We're fucking sweating together, fucking. Yeah, we're literally like all that pressing shit. bodies together. Yeah. yeah, and we're drenched in sweat. You know when I people get hurt. You know, actually, when I got hurt, you guys were there yeah so that's <laughs> yeah, a different dynamic that my high school friends can't for you sure. know relate to yeah. i mean they came and supported like afterwards but yeah you guys actually like fucking helped me back to my room and yeah shit, just exactly bro you know that's what we're here for yeah yeah it's like dude i remember just uh it's kind of this goes back on what logan said about like you know just like you're together every day you're doing all this shit mm-hmm. and it's like it forms such a different relationship. Like, yeah. it's such a deeper, more intimate relationship. Like, not that way, bro. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like, you, you're you doing all this stuff with these new people. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... It kind of really, forces you out of your comfort zone. It does. And, like, Sucks. that's when you start meeting, like, true friends. It's, like, when you when they don't know you at all... And you get together, it's like, here's a time to be real with each other. And like, Especially. That's how I, like, dude, when I first saw Chili pulling up in his fucking green goblin, whatever the fuck that thing was. Oh, uh, the Duramax, yeah. the Dirty Max. Yeah. I'm uh, like, who is this country? <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I'm, like, not, I'm not going to lie. I never saw him pull up the first time I, I met him. Because the first time I met him, he was doing ladder drill at the, uh, at the complex. And that's when he still had his... His twist. Yeah, those ugly little dreads you Yeah. That's and what I was like. Who's this ugly motherfucker? Yeah, I, end up, I walk in. <laughs> Who's this nigga in. thinking? <laughs> driving this yeah. big motherfucking truck. Like, I mean, I live in Kansas, but yeah. we've never seen some. Yeah, I walked in. I was like, whose fucking yeah. truck is that? Yeah. And when Chili said it was his, I was. What the fuck? I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, dude. But then, when I yeah started getting to talk to Chili, I was like, yep, yeah, nope, that's yeah, his that's, truck. That's a country it, it fits the yeah, It fits the description. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, the first time hanging out with Chili, we were, like, we were getting drunk in my room, like, Chandler's room. Yeah. And, like, you were there and Logan were there, and we were just drinking. And then Chili shows up with, like, a 30-pack and, like, a roll of two. <laughs> and I'm just like... A fucking log of mint. I'm just like, none of this makes sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> none of it makes sense. Bro, motherfucker had me... It had me chewing at practice and shit. I know. I'd never chewed before I got to college. Yeah. I was like, he, I would never I got, in my me life Me and him got shit. each other on taking vodka and pouring it into our chew. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all Freezing it back up, letting it soak, and then Dish. chewing in the middle of class and just getting buzzed. That is like buzzed. out of pocket as fuck. I chewed a lot, but I never decided to put vodka in my fucking fuck, chew. You type of nigga it's like, shit in between your toes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I've done that before. Dude, yeah, so That's why. my yeah. sophomore year, there was a freshman that came in on the offensive line. He's like, I've never chewed. I'm not putting it in my mouth. I was like, all right, put it between your toes. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, put it between your toes. Like, let me give you a, a slight little, like, give yourself a little paper cut. Just something, just something, a little something. <laughs> yeah. Put it between his toes, Damn. and this man was buzzing. Yeah. Hard. Like, he could not walk. It's right Man. to the bloodstream. It's like, oh, you want to get a buzz? Here you go. Mm, yeah. Fuck that. It's like your first time smoking a cig. <laughs> that's literally what it's like. And you're like, oh, it's like... I smoke weed all day, but I'm so terrified to inhale a cigarette. Really? <laughs> Dude, you should have grown up where I live. Really- I feel like I will instantaneously, like end up on a fucking CPAP machine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like after smoking them. 100%. Because, like, I remember, you know, back in high school, uh, I worked at a pig farm, and so I, like, worked with, like, some dumpster fire people, essentially. <laughs> but, like, we'd be working, and it's just like, you know what? Hey, man, you want a cig? And it's just like, yeah, why not, man? Like, smoking cigs. And, the only like, time I smoke a cigarette is when I'm at the fucking, like, just... 
Yeah. Not even here. Yeah. I'm, I'm cigars. I gotta do cigars. I, fuck with cigars I like. Too. I yeah. fuck with the taste of cigars because you can't inhale. I mean, if you do, you got iron lungs. Good yeah. for you. Like, yeah. You have big balls. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. Testies. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, I can do cigars because you don't have to inhale them, but you can still get a nice tobacco buzz off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, cigarettes back in the day were like, you're drunk. And, like, especially in high school, like, you get drunk and someone would just have cigs and you're like... You thought that was the coolest thing in the entire fucking world. It's not world. even that. It's just, like, I don't know what happens. Like, when I get drunk, I'm just like, where are the cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> like, my white trash personality comes out. It's like, uh, where pulling, are the fucking cigs, bro? It's pulling out the Washington. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking dead. It comes out of me. I don't know what it is. It's like a... It's like my... It's like a lot of people are like that. Yeah, it so is. I don't search for cigarettes unless I'm, like blacked out yeah it's like a couple drinks in and i'm like anybody got i gotta sick? i gotta be drunk or at least pass that goddamn music to me or something yeah Is something like, jewel let yeah. me hit the jewel bro yeah jewels like any jewels and vapes like i used to vape i was like i had like my little douche face i was like yeah we wore the flat build fucking monster hat i backwards def- definitely did not wear you that. definitely wore that <laughs> yeah, okay you don't have you any- probably kept the sticker on the bill have, too. I, you don't have no, anything he, he, uh, like oh he took the brim he took the brim you have nothing to say because i know a picture of you in high school sitting in an office chair with an affliction shirt on that was you- middle school because I was I was skinny I was skinny in middle this school. This is the greatest picture you'll ever find. Did you really? see my story last night? By the way, of, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Oh fuck. Dude, pull, pull it up and show them. Hold on. Yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. Dude. Okay. So I have found pictures off of Logan's mom's Facebook of Logan uh, back in the day. And Trent, I'm telling you, this is like meme quality pictures of him. Like he <laughs> looks like a fucking idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that barely even looks like you. I know. Right? I was in middle school. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a school shooter? <laughs> I was. I thought this was Timothy Vogel. <laughs> I can't wait till you drop Only, that new one you just made. <laughs> the people oh, that yeah, listen yeah. to this that know who Timothy Vogel is can picture this. Picture yeah. Right <laughs> oh yeah. Like three or third. J R J R O T C. Yeah. But yeah, dude. No, uh, I can't even, honestly, don't even remember what you're talking about, but who cares? <laughs> no, nah, dude, like, I, I think, uh, like we were talking about, though, like, the, the friendships that we formed and, like, the time we spent together, like, we're running on, like, six years of friendship oh, yeah. now. And it's, it like, feels like it was yesterday, honestly. Yeah. Like, I can remember almost everything from Butler, hanging out with all, all of us hanging out. Yeah. And the shit we did. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember we'd all sit... In Brett and Chandler's room. I also like, think, man, friends in college are just different because I don't know about you, especially after I got hurt. That was some of the most depressing shit for I've sure. ever been through in my life. For sure, dude. And you guys definitely helped mend that. For sure, yeah. So, like I say it all the time, like uh, you know, our third episode we really dug into like mental health. Yeah. And, um, just kind of some of the things that we both went through, but like at Butler, when I got hurt, uh, it sucks. And I, yeah, and I, I called it quits. Like, I remember I was talking to Shaf, and like I had like an initial MRI before, and then like right before I came back, and it was still just like not looking good. Mm-hmm. And then we had a test. Remember, we were on the indoor field. Yeah. We were testing, like, our three-cone shit. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Straight, I, just you cut, and then straight to the ground. Yeah, I fell straight to the ground, and I knew it ripped again. And I was like, uh. I knew after that, like, I was done. And so I remember walking back to my dorm that day, and Chandler was like, he's like, you good? And I was like, fuck no, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm done. Like, I can't play anymore. We were all crippled. We were, everybody was crippled. <laughs> Literally at one point, man. That's the thing about Juco, man. Those uh, those coaches don't do enough to protect your you know, physical health. No. I just I think it also comes down to not having the necessary equipment. Because yeah. when I got when I went to Youngstown, I had everything at my disposal, and like the guys, how we were getting hurt at Butler was the same as how Dropping we were getting like hurt flies, at Youngstown, yeah. and like we were recovering twice as fast. But that's because we had we had the necessary equipment needed, mm-hmm. and I mean. 
Butler, like we were, we were tough motherfuckers. Like we did had, not. We had to be. Dude. Yeah, we, we did not be. quit. That's why I think junior college, you're just a different breed of animal. If you survive junior college, depending on the junior college you go to, do right. anything, dude. Yeah. Co- college after that's going to be a fucking breeze for sure. That's how that's how I felt. That's how some of the guys that I played at Youngstown that came from other JUCOs felt. Yeah. Like everyone's gassed during conditioning, and we're just sitting there over on the side like, this ain't shit. Yeah. Like we went through worse. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I definitely agree though. Like not having stuff at your disposal is like huge because, I mean, our training room we had ice tubs and we had Eastem units and like. That's all Some fun. rollers, That's all that was it. Tell you, bro. Yeah, it's like take you an ice fucking, bath. You could, your fucking femur could be touching your ass, and that would be yeah. like, I mean, ice yeah. and stim it. Yeah. yeah. That's all that it is, bro. Bro, like, when I tore my patellar, yeah. motherfuckers tried to tell me I was still growing. Yeah, I remember I that. I remember that. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Sir, I am five, maybe five ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was still growing right now, then something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But yeah, I remember just like, I remember going to the training room and just being like, hey, this is fucking me up. And they're just like, did you stim it? <laughs> have, you, have you done any stim yet? Have you done any light stretching? It's like, bro. Like, <laughs> just going to town. But yeah. Like, I, re- I just remember I when I got... you guys could see this. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, at Youngstown, I mean, we had, we had two anti-gravity treadmills. We had, nice. dude, they were. It was. Do weird. You guys have like those hydro pools or whatever. No, it was air. It was air assisted, uh, oh. zero gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after I left though, they got one of the pool ones, yeah. the whirlpool ones. But like we had a special type of um, leg press machine that you didn't put any weights on, and you went by like uh, coils, weighted oh. coils, and then what I learned while I was there is BFR BFR uh, rehabilitation what is that blood flow restriction training yeah it's Uh, literally they put like a heart rate cuff on you uh, on an affected area essentially it's a tourniquet yeah so like it cuts off partial amounts of blood and so some bodybuilders kind of do that yeah so what what it does is it it allows for fatigue to set in faster so it tricks your muscle into thinking that I worked extra hard and then the repair rate is actually faster because once you take that tourniquet off fresh blood pumps into it feels so good and you then, can feel it too it's like yeah. as soon as you take it off it's like whoosh, just so it right kind of warms up or something yeah. yeah so like you know um when you're getting a pump in the gym your muscles feel really full mm-hmm. that's what it's going to feel like within like five reps yeah and oh, like shit. so that when people are recovering from injuries it's a good tool to use that way they're not overworking the muscle while mm-hmm. still the cns response from that is actually extremely high yeah so your brain goes wow this muscle is exhausted i have to send all these nutrients and then you haven't really done much so it's a it's a really nice tool for recovery and i think i think just having that at butler like something simple like that would have been amazing for people we had guys that were also certified in like needling so we do like dry needling uh we had one machine acupuncture yeah yeah Yeah, but they'd hook they'd hook they'd hook up uh east end machine to it yeah. Okay. So that it just was shocks the direct muscle. And yeah, it like pinpoints it rather than putting it in an area, like you put in. You could put in like 10, 10 needles, but hook it up to only two, mm-hmm. and then it just affects those those two spots. Okay. Yeah, which is nice. We also had this one machine, so you had to wear like a latex glove and put baby powder on the affected area. They'd put a patch on them. You'd hold a metal bar, and it's like. A dry vibration massage on the affected area and that shit if it, you felt like you were warm yeah. like your your air the area was warmed up it wasn't hurting right that's what's up yeah dude i i Jinko's just remember, definitely need to like implement some they do better like we Butler had so much money while we were there like they they had every resource and i know like the end they had field. money to get fucking new uniforms yeah yeah but like when i got hurt dude I remember, like, I came back to the dorm, all that shit happened, and then I had my meeting with Shop, and I was just like, I can't fucking play how I want to. It's like, I'm wasting my time for you guys to do all that, and going back on just, like, being hurt and, like, the depression behind it, it's like, when you realize that either you have to build back up and get back to where you used to be, or, like, the fact where I was, like, I just can't play again. 
Like I think that's how we all ended up. It takes a lot. People don't realize that it takes a lot. Of, it takes time for like athletes, especially. I wouldn't even just put football, but just college athletes in general to mm-hmm. adjust to real world. It's totally different. Shit, because you've spent what twelve to eighteen years focusing on one thing. And right. It's hard. It's a massive difference. It took I, me almost two years. Man. I know. It was the same for me. I remember when I was done playing, I, I had moved to Manhattan, and I was, like, essentially just, like, living life. I wasn't, like... Shit, trying. You're trying to, like... <laughs> you're trying to rebuild yourself because for so long, everybody sees you as the football player. And coming away from that, now you're now you're that normal guy. And you I kind of got to rebrand yourself. Right. And I had a hard time being just a normal person. Like, I was like, there's something more to life. Like It I was, keep... yeah, I got to say the same. It was hard to go from being an athlete and being on a schedule to just being a, either a student. Yeah, yeah, just being a student or... Just going to work. Yeah. yeah. Simple shit just is so difficult because you know... You just know you can wake up and be capable of so much more. Right. So that's and that's how I felt in Manhattan, bro. Cause and we was, don't think the same, but I can't like I don't know about you guys, but me, like just doing, you know, work or some shit every day. Like it's bro, this shit's it's cake, bro. It's yeah, nothing. It really is. It's nothing. But what's I I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is we went from working all week to having a, some sort of a reward at the end of the week to playing a game mm-hmm. and you don't get that anymore you don't get that that rush like what i miss dude is walking out of the tunnel and going like i'm gonna fuck some people up yeah, like that was yeah. like <laughs> that's something that you can never get back mm-hmm. and i i wanna i wanna have that feeling back like i want something to that brings me that feeling because that's what i miss is the competition it's behind crazy it. yeah like just going against dudes and being like i'm i'm about to take your soul today is that's how it is I mean, part of why I became a breeder anyways because my dog, Bear, helped me a lot during that transition from right. football to just being a normal person. So. For sure. And I saw the monetary, you know, benefits of it, and I just, you know. I mean, because people give their bias breeding or bias opinions about breeders and all that good shit anyway, but yeah, I mean, you get up and go to work for somebody else every sure. day, so why can't I breed? A dog. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And nine times and out of ten, ethical breeders, their their productions never end up in humane societies. So for sure. There's really no correlation between breeders. And yeah. Them. Yeah. So like speaking on like you know bear helping you out during that time, like what were some of the things that you like went through personally? Uh, just kind of like you getting done with football and like adjusting to real life. Like, did you did you find that you had like any depression or like some sort of anxiety? Uh, well, one anxiety and I'll just say in black households in general isn't something that's like I wouldn't say it's not like taken seriously, but it's just not something we talk about. So right, anxiety was something I I had, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So bear bear definitely helped with that, and like as far as like my injury and whatnot, I basically had to learn how to like walk and run again and all that shit. So yeah. Just having her there with me and, you know, she could know, she knew when I was kind of like, didn't want to do it or something. Or, right. Or, uh, or just, you know, just situations where I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't like going out, seeing people and shit like that. Or right. going to the gym. I'd, I still haven't been back to the gym like that just because I'm just not, something I'm not ready for, I guess. But yeah. My dogs definitely helped me, I guess, rebuild that confidence, man, just because they have so much confidence in me to For sure. do yeah. what I need to do. To you being their pack leader and everything, too. Yeah. Like, they entrust you with their lives. Yeah, man. I mean, without me, they don't eat yeah. none of that. So Honestly, bro. Yeah, I think that that's a big thing that you pointed out was just, like, the confidence again. Mm-hmm. Like, I think us being college football players you have a lot of confidence behind just saying that like well, you I, gotta be confident out there in there being fucking crash dummies straight bro. up yeah it's like getting you guys are in the trenches man it's like getting hit by a fucking mac truck literally bro yeah and you can tell which motherfuckers like don't have confidence because no. it shows up on tape like 
I, pussyfooting around and everything, not yeah. trying to avoid contact. Yeah. Like, and that was something that, like, I think everybody, like, on the team sees. And so, like, you look at teammates a little bit differently depending on, like, whether they are willing to take contact mm-hmm. and, like, do shit for the team. Like, yeah. that was a big thing for us was when, like, I got switched over to O-line. Like, it kind of was ingrained that, like, we've lost so many O-linemen already. Mm-hmm. And... Like, we can't lose another one. So no matter how fucked up your body feels, like, you can't Get miss the a fuck practice. Out there, yeah. yeah, because, like, we didn't have a third string. We didn't have anybody. It was to... first and second. Yeah, we like, had ten dudes. Which they need to regulate that somehow. Yeah. The third string was really just, like, the leftover second string guys. Because I don't know yeah. about, I can't speak for everybody, which I know you guys are the same way. I wasn't taking bullshit classes at Butler. And no. they're holding us to, like, sometimes 11 p.m. Right. And expecting us to do homework and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I did a lot of money. JUCOs need to regulate the amount of time those coaches can spend with those kids. They do. It's too much. You know, to be honest, man, I think during season, if they would have done more shit in the mornings or had our schedules a little bit better. Because I remember I had a pretty nice schedule where I was off by noon every day. You go eat lunch, and then, like, by 1230, you have until 130 to get back for film. Yeah, and then from that time, it's film to practice. There's no, there's real no, no real downtime. Bro. No, that's what I like. So what I liked about Youngstown is it was I'd be off by twelve, mm-hmm. but I'd have like three hours before I had to be there for like film and everything. Yeah, I think that's what helped a lot. Even then, lot. I'm sure they're not holding you till fucking ten p.m. There's only been no. Nah, there's only a few times they did that, but I mean I can understand it. It was our rival, like North Dakota State. North Dakota State was coming to town. Ethan Stick was the quarterback at the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone probably knows who Ethan Stick is. He was um, Carson Wentz backup, and even as his Isn't backup, that light skin dude. No, oh, that's, that's uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, that's oh, Trey Lance. Okay, okay. This was either one or two before Trey Lance, but yeah, no, he was. He went. He's in the NFL. He's having a good career. He's like a Taysom Hill. The yeah. dude has speed, but he the dude is a stupid athletic. But that was probably the only time we ever got held like super late. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I definitely agree though. I think, I mean, to be honest, like the film from the day before, of the day, like practice day before, before you even go to practice, I think that was pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like we watch that shit at night, anyways. Like, I understand. Like, and I don't. I honestly don't give a fuck. If an I hour before, Coach Hood was not a fucking coach. Yeah, an hour before. And, practice is what I think is suffice for watching any sort of film. You got and that's the thing bro, you got people who've never played a down of college football in their life or at least played your position coaching you mm-hmm. come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I feel that dude I think uh, I think the biggest thing like getting into the games at the end of the game like that was, I learned more from that than I did at practice at all is like you're adjusting to game speed mm-hmm. yeah. you're adjusting to new things and like you'll learn a lot of shit just by getting first team reps I mean yeah. you'll know what to look for like film that's what film will get you but yeah. once you're in the once you're in the dog fight it's, it's a completely different ball I th- game I gotta agree with that like game speed is 100% different than practice speed cause I mean my second year when I started and I was a team captain like my, you did you put me there my freshman year I was fucking squirrely like I would go away from any sort of technique or what I learned yeah but Shit, my freshman year I'm seeing I got a buck uh, 200 pound what by myself yeah <laughs> right who's going to what college yeah yeah like some of those guys we played against like yeah we may not have had a lot of guys go power five more mm-hmm. like FCS but still some of those other schools giant held, motherfuckers much I gotta cut I gotta cut two 300 pound you had right. to cut uh, Jeremy Folk. I actually didn't play that game, but yeah, that man, that's dude, three hundred pounds played running back against us. Went ate us a lot. Yeah, yeah. went and fucking pretty much went straight from junior college to the NFL, Jets. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he easily had close to two hundred yards that game. Oh yeah, just by being down towards the end zone because yeah. that's when they'd use him at like, like five within the yards. 20. I would say he got more than five yards a pop. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, time. he was dragging Beffert and Big Mike. And, like, that's the thing, bro, is, like, 
we may sound like we're trashing our guys, but this guy was just that no, good. No, he's just good. Because like, Big Mike went, what, Big 12? Yeah. Yeah, he went yeah. Big 12. He went Texas uh, Texas Tech and then had a tryout with the Jets same year uh, Jeremy yeah. Folk oh, yeah. was with the Jets. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, it. that's the difference, bro, is like you can say all you want about your high school stats and like all this stuff. Get, get to the, fucking bro, college. You get to I college. Had freaks of nature. Still to this day, Garden City's defense is the biggest defense I've ever seen. I I sw- I could I could probably bet money that nobody was under at least six one. That's insane. Corners that was your yeah. second year. Corners and all. No, this was first year. This is our first. This year. This was oh, our first yeah, year. That's right. They were huge. Yeah, that's when they were one in. They were like one and eight when they came to play us. Yeah. And then no, no, no. This was our second year. Yeah, it would have been your second. I didn't go our, my we second played year. At, at Garden City. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go because I yeah, had just had hip surgery, so I was corners, safeties, everybody's at least over six foot. I yeah. remember that was the year they won the Natty too. It was stupid. They literally went undefeated that year and won the Natty. Right. They had. That's when they had that quarterback from uh, Andover Central oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. ended up going to Missouri State and yeah. making Missouri State a really good fucking football team. Yeah, yeah dude. I don't remember that. Yeah. No, I we played against some good dudes. Like that's something that like I think it'll be really cool just to like you know, like it's you definitely don't want to be that guy that's like back in my day, like yeah, the, but, but it's like it's cool to like talk about just because, I mean, we went through you all You can't that just shit. act like it didn't happen. Right. Man. I mean I I'm probably the biggest critic of critic of myself, just Yeah. Especially with like shit because I was I'm I'm not going to be, like, bashful. I was a motherfucker in high school, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. Dude, that's, like, that's how I feel. Like, that's why I think we all connect so much is, like, we're, like, we're humble about shit. Yeah. Like, we're not talking of, like, oh, I was the best fucking player. Like, it's just, like. I played maybe five games. Yeah. <laughs> my freshman year. Yeah. Maybe. Right. And but that yeah, was dude. just the games that didn't anybody else wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, uh, you know, dude. We've been through a lot, and, like, that's what, like, we just, our friendship is just bases off that, like. And it's just nice seeing everybody, especially the guys that I still uh, are pretty connected with. Right. Still in our own things, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, man, is, like, that's what, you know, you have good friends, like, when people support what you're doing, too. They can motivate you from a distance. Right, exactly. Like, you guys, like, AWASH. Jake Gannon, all those guys—they, they may not know, but they—they they still motivate me for sure. Just for sure, doing bro. Great things. So. It's the same thing with us. Like we, we look at you, and we look at you know you working so hard, the humbleness and everything like that. It's just like I would rather have good people that I can feed off of and yeah, like you know sure. learn shit from too. It's like the fact I don't want to stop learning and stop progressing. So shit, as soon as you stop learning, you're dead, man. For sure, bro. But anyways, Trent, uh, finally got a good podcast. Right? Yeah. Fucking sounds great this time. Yeah, it's going to sound good. <laughs> uh, so this was episode six, Young, Dumb, and Yoked, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Hell yeah, bro.